Well, good morning, Abundant Life. How are you guys doing today? It's so good to see you here. I am so glad you're here. Yes, 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 yes. Go ahead. Let's give God a praise offering today. How about that? Don't clap for me. Clap for God. Amen. Amen. And uh, to our, our campuses out in Sandy and up in Vancouver, and those of you joining online, welcome today. We are continuing the series that we started about three or four weeks ago called Masterpiece. And so I want you to repeat after me this phrase. Today is a gift that God has given to me. And what I do with it is my gift back to him. Therefore, I will make every day a masterpiece. And so we're in this series called Masterpiece. And I do believe that every day God has given to you and me, it's a gift. It's a gift. You and I don't deserve it, but out of his kindness, out of his graciousness, out of his mercy, out of his loving kindness, all of these things, he's given us this gift called today. And what we do with it is really our gift back to him. And so my desire in this series that, is that we learn some things that will help to make every single day a masterpiece. So that when you lay your head down on the pillow at night and you go to bed, you can look to God and say, God, thank you for today. And I'm giving it back to you. And I'm giving it back to you, believing that I've done the best with it that I could do with it today and that it is a masterpiece. And so I want to say thank you for this gift that you've given to me today. And so I hope you believe that. I hope you believe that, that every day is in truth, indeed a, a gift that God has given to us. Now, to review a little bit about where we've come from, I, I gave you three words that I want to make sure that you kind of lock in on as we started this series. Because remember, every day you live could be the last one, okay? Live, live every day as if it's your last. Why? Because one day you will be right. One day you will be right, and so you have to make every day count. How do you do that? That's what this series is all about. The first word that I gave you, one of the first thoughts that I conveyed to you, and it's three words I'm going to give you just to review, and the first one is decision. Everybody say decision. decision. At our campuses, say decision. Everybody here again, say decision. Decision. You and I are confronted with choices every single day where we have to make decisions. We're told that, that you will be faced with no less than 30,000 choices a day. And I think one of the greatest gifts that God has given to you and me is the freedom and the ability to choose. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it or not, but you and I have the ability to accept, reject, or neglect any thought that comes to us. And we have all of these opportunities to make decisions every single day. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to decide what are your values. Decide what's important to you. Make the decision. Make the decision. And the second word is the word action. Everybody say action. 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 Because we all know that until we take action, it really doesn't matter what the decision was, right? How many of you believe that you know a whole lot more than what you do? Yeah. 
Yeah, we do. We, we know a whole lot more than what we actually do. Most of us in this room, in fact, I would venture to say that all of us at all of our campuses don't need to learn anything else that we know enough already. If we would just do what we already know, we'd be leap years ahead of where we are today. Most of us are educated way beyond our level of obedience, and, and so we've got to learn to take action. Again, say the word action. The third word is discipline. Everybody say discipline. Discipline. What's discipline? Discipline, it's, it's simply me being able to obey the commands I give myself consistently. That's all it is. Discipline is the ability to obey what I tell myself to do on a consistent basis. And if you ever want to see your dreams become reality, discipline is the bridge you have to cross every single day. And what we have to realize is that in life, there are two kinds of pain. There's the pain of discipline, and there's the pain of regret. And the one that hurts the most is regret. And, and so there has to be discipline in order for us to follow through on the action because of the decisions that we've made. And so that's what I want to see happen in your life. That was basically message one. Some of you are thinking, why couldn't you get through it that fast the first week? And, and that would have been, that would have been, could have saved a lot of time if we had done that. And, and then we talked, began talking about things that we value and how you've got to determine what do you really value in life. And one of the first values that we spoke about was the value of our faith. If you remember, I drew that little circle and divided it into eight pie pieces, and, and that's just something that, that I look at for my own life and talking about my faith, my family, friends, fitness, and finances, and all those different things. You've got to figure out, you know, what, what do you value? Now, today, as we continue in this series, we're talking about priorities, and how priorities give focus to my life. Now, you might be thinking, what's the difference between values and priorities? They're very similar. They're two different sides of the same coins, the way I look at it. Values determine who I am. Priorities determine what I do. You, you have to have values before you can determine your priorities. In other words, values are the prerequisite to determining what you do. Because if you don't know what you value, then how do you know what's important? And how do you prioritize your day? And so when I learned to prioritize, then I began to bring my life into focus so that every day can be a masterpiece that I give back to God because I lived it according to my values and priorities. How many of you could stand to be just a little bit more focused? Raise your hand. How many of you tend to get distracted really easy? Yeah, how many of you are distracted right now and you're not paying any attention? <laughs> okay, wow, I didn't expect that many hands, but that's okay. I understand, I understand, but I'll do everything I can. Maybe I'll jump up and down and, down and do handstands or lay on the stage or something to, to keep your attention. But anyway, uh, we do, we get distracted and, and, and all of you would agree that, that in a given day, because all of you have done this, you've come to the end of your day and you said, oh my gosh, I feel so busy today, but I didn't get nothing done, right? And, and we feel that way. And if you back all of that up and look at life in the big picture, some people can look at their life and like, oh my gosh, I've been so busy, but my life hasn't mattered for anything. And, and part of it is because we haven't determined what are our values and then we haven't lived them according to priorities. 
And that's what I want to talk to you about today because we do tend to get distracted. What distracts us today? So much distracts us. Facebook. How many of you are watching Facebook right now? How many are looking at Facebook right now? Raise your hand. You're not going to raise your hand on that one. I bet some of you have already looked at Facebook. They, they say the average person will look at Facebook 14 times a day. Now, to me, that's really low. I mean, I think that is amazingly low. I, in fact, when I looked at that, I thought, I think that might even be a misprint. I think it could be more like, you know, 14 times an hour. Zero, Zero times because you don't have Facebook. You, you, what do you look at? Huh? What do you look at? <laughs> yeah, you read. Okay, all right, you read. That's good. Good for you. For those of you at our campuses, he reads. What do the rest of you do? Okay. And so, and so, but but a lot of people do. They look at they look at Facebook. In fact, I also read that seventy nine percent of people are looking at Facebook within fifteen minutes of waking up. Okay, now come on, be honest. How many of you say, okay, I, I admit it, I do. <laughs> yes, 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 and yes. Okay, I mean, so we're distracted by Facebook, by Instagram, by, by texting, by emails. And even that's on kind of one end of the spectrum. And then on the other end of the spectrum, what else distracts us? We get sucked into everybody's drama in life, and we, we get distracted by wondering, well, what are they going to think? You know, if I do this, what are they going to think about me? And we get all emotionally distracted. And so there's all kinds of things that distract us. And so today I want to talk about the importance of staying focused. It's so important. That, now, you may not realize this, but the Bible actually has, a, again, a lot of verses that help us to see the importance of priorities. In fact, the Bible gives us what really should become priorities. And priority number one, let me give you four verses, and I want you to read these with me. And those of you watching online and those of you at our campuses, read these with me. Here's the first one. Here we go. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. That's a, a priority verse. Seek first the kingdom of God. Here's the next one. Let's read this. We make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. And so, Whatever you do, we, we ought to make it our goal. It should be our goal to please him. That should be a priority for us. Here's the next one. Let's read this. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's a priority verse. Here's another one, last one. Let's read this. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Those are priority verses, and you could go from cover to cover in the Bible, and you would find verses that would be great verses to highlight and say, this is going to be a priority verse for me. Why are priorities so important? Why are they so important? Let me give you five reasons why they are. Here's the first one. Time is our most precious commodity. Time is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to you. Now, if I were to ask you today, what do you think is most important, um, your time or your money? What's most important? A lot of people would say money is, is the most important. And, and, and even after you think about it, some people would still say, no, money I think is most important. But stop and think about it. You know, you can, you can have a financial blunder and you can recover from that. Have you ever recovered from a financial blunder, made a mistake financially, and you recovered? Yeah, you can do that. But time, once it's gone, it's gone. You don't get it back. 
You just can't go back and recapture it. And so, and so you just say, time is, is money. I, I made the decision yesterday to hire a guy to trim the trees in my yard. And, and I love to do that. I, I love to do that sort of thing because I can get out there and think and, and just go brain dead and, and, and all of that. And, and, uh, and by the way, George means tiller of the soil. And so I like to get out and tinker around the yard and stuff like that. My dad used to do that. But I hired some guy to do it because I don't have time, okay? My time is, I'm learning that my time is more valuable than, than the money that I would spend to do that. And so time is the most valuable commodity that, that you and, and I have. But, but some of us just don't recognize that. We don't see the value of time. Listen to this. To know the value of one year, ask the student who failed the exam. To know the value of one month, ask the mother of a premature baby. To know the value of one week, ask the editor of a weekly news magazine. To know the value of one day, ask the wage earner who has six children. To know the value of one hour, ask the wife awaiting the return of her husband from war. To know the value of one minute, ask the person who just missed the plane. How many of you have ever missed a plane by one minute? Ann and I, we do quite a bit of traveling, and we've only missed one plane in our life, and it was in Paris, and we missed it by about a minute. And it cost us several hundred dollars and a lot of time, you know, but we learned the value of a minute. To know the value of one millisecond, ask the person who survived the accident. I was going to show you uh, videos of all these accidents where people, I mean, just milliseconds, you want, oh, my gosh. Just one millisecond, and they would have been wiped out. But I thought, this would freak too many people out. I mean, some of you would just go crazy. If you, if you, some of you have seen them. If you haven't, just go Google people who just missed an accident, okay, or something like that, and, and you'll find them. But anyway, our time is, is priceless. Ralph Waldo Emerson made this statement. He says, guard well your spare moments because they are like uncut diamonds. Why, why are priorities important? Here's number two. We cannot control time, but we can control what we do with it. You can't control time. We all know that. But you can control what you do with your time. I mean, who of us hasn't said, man, I wish I had more time? Anybody here said, I just wish I had more time? Yeah, a lot of us do. But we all get the exact same amount of time, 1,440 minutes in a day. There's nothing you can do to get more or to get Less. And so I think Einstein was right when he made this statement. Time is an oxymoron. It cannot be managed. You can't save time, lose time, turn back the hands of time, or have more time tomorrow than today. Time is unemotional, uncontrolled, unencumbered. It moves forward regardless of the circumstances and in the game of life creates a level playing field for everyone. That's what I think he's right on when he talks about time. I love this verse in Ephesians where Paul talks about time and the importance of time. In Ephesians 5, verse 15 and 16, he says, Live life with a due sense of responsibility, not as men or as people who do not know the meaning or the purpose of life, but as those who do. Read this last line with me. Make the best use of your time. Make the best use of your time. One version says, redeem the time that's given to you. The Greeks had two words for time. One was, was chronos and the other was kairos. 
And, and I know I've shared this with you before, but chronos deals with seconds and minutes and the passing of moments. Like as I'm speaking, you know, chronology, chronos time is happening. That's why I look at the clock every so often and see how much time do I have less because of those minutes. You just keep clicking away like that. Goes by fast for me. I know it goes by slow for some of you. But, but anyway, one of us is having fun. And, and so the other word is, um, is um, kairos, is the word kairos. And it meant the passing or, um, of opportunities. Not, not moments, but opportunities that come along. And the Greeks were so into kairos that they made a god out of kairos. And, and, and so they have a statue for Kairos, and in his hand was a bag of gold. And, and it was said that Kairos was so fast that you always had to be on the lookout for Kairos because when you saw him coming, it's like he's gone. And when you saw him coming, you had to reach out and grab the gold or you would miss your opportunity. And that's the word that's used here. Redeem the time that God has given to you. Redeem the day that God has given to you. Make advantage of every day. Take advantage of every day because I look at every day as an opportunity that needs to be seized. And here's the third one. We, we, why, why is why is important? Because we cannot do everything. We, we cannot do everything. When you were younger, you maybe felt you could do everything. But now that you're a little bit older, a lot of you, how many of you discovered that you can't do everything? You can't. You, you can't do everything. And, and so you've got to, to figure out what you should do and what you don't do. A lot of times when I talk to people about what's important, we always talk about to-do lists. How many of you, by the way, keep a to-do list? You know, okay, just 10 of you? Okay, good. The rest of you are wasting a lot of time. Okay. <laughs> and, and so I understand, so make a to-do list. But I think equally important is you ought to sit down sometime and think and make a not-to-do list. What should I stop doing? What am I doing when I'm wasting a lot of time? I love what philosopher Lin Yutang said. Besides the noble art of getting things done, there is the noble art of leaving things undone. The wisdom of life consists of the elimination of non-essentials. There's probably lots of things in our life that where we waste time and we could eliminate. I love Paul's perspective where he says, but one thing. I do. One thing I do. And as you read this in the book of Philippians chapter 3, it's in the context of his pursuit of Jesus Christ. And he says, one thing I do, I leave behind everything else and I press on toward the calling that Jesus has called me to. And I press on toward that. And, and earlier in that chapter, he talks about, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And, but his whole heart is this one thing that I do. Here's, here's the it's fourth reasons why, why priorities are important. We choose our life by how we invest our time. We choose our life by how we invest our time. The reality is, and you know this, I know this, that, that we are where we are today because of how we invested our time yesterday. And you'll be wherever you happen to be tomorrow and a year from now and 10 years from now based upon how you choose to invest your time today. I tell people that you got three uses of your time. There's three things you can do with your time. You can waste it. How many of you know people who waste time? 
Sure, how many of you are sitting next to that person right now? And, and, so, and so we all do, we waste time. People waste time with Facebook. You know, of course, not this gentleman sitting down here. He reads, that's good, that's good. <laughs> and, so, and so we do, we waste time. And, but the second thing is we spend time. We, we spend it, okay? You know, people will spend time watching TV or they'll spend time on Facebook, or they'll spend time, which is probably wasting time, or they'll, they'll spend time doing this or that. So you can spend it, and you come to the end of your life wondering, you know, where did all the time go? And we spend, spend our days. The last one is the word I chose, and that is we invest. Investing your time so that there's a return on the time that you invested and what you're getting out of it. And, and a lot of times when I talk to people about priorities, people will say things, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's important, yes, but I just don't have the time. How many of you have ever said to something important, but you said, I just don't have the time? I would encourage you sometime when you make the excuse that you don't have time for something, if you have the courage to switch that a little bit and, and rephrase it to where I've chosen, that's not a priority for me. Okay, so the next time when, when you don't have time to spend with your kids, rephrase that, I've chosen that spending time with my children isn't a priority. Or the next time you don't have time to go on a date with your wife or your spouse, to switch that a little bit and say, I've chosen she's not a priority. You see what I'm saying? You say, ouch, that hurts, okay? Or when you choose to, to say, I'm going to sleep in for an extra hour today and uh, I don't have time, I would love to. The preacher always talks about having a quiet time, blah, 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 and all that stuff. I don't have time. Okay, next time, just think, I've chosen that spending time with God isn't a priority. That changes the perspective, right? And so just think about it. Think about it, because how we spend our time is so important. Here's number five. Priorities help us to choose wisely. They help us to choose wisely. When you figure out what's important, then you can begin to choose how you should be spending your time. Some of you here, and, and this is probably old for some of you guys, but, but I oftentimes share this with people. And some, but I had a couple of people come up to me and, and, and say after the last service that, I've never seen that before. I've got I to give that some thought. How many of you have ever heard of the Italian economist Pareto? Okay, a little Italian dude, and uh, he was an economist, and he came up with what was called the 2080 principle. You've heard of the 2080 principle, some of you? Really? Good. You're going to learn something. Okay, so over here, and what I encourage you to do today, and again, I cannot talk and write at the same time, so give me a second. P-O-R-I-T-I-E-S. Your priorities and the return of your investment. And if you'll take some time this week to go home and think about what really matters to me, what's important to me, and, and begin to list those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Figure out what really, really is important and what matters. And then over here, do the same thing. And this is what he determined. That if you and I can figure out what really is important, again, you've determined what your values are, and spend your time with God is a value. Spend your time with your family is a value. Now, how do you prioritize it? How do you do things that reflect that that's a priority? And if you'll figure out what the priorities are, if you will focus in on the top 20% of your priorities, it will give you 80% return on the investment of your time. 
if you figure out what they are. And that holds true in so many areas of life. I mean, I've seen it happen over and over again. If, if this were a business class and I were talking to real estate agents, now I guarantee you that 20% of your um, clients give you the best return uh, or the investment of the time you spend with them. 20% of your employees give you 80% of your uh, productivity. Okay? At church, 20% of people give 80% of the money. It's, it's typical across the board. If we ever have a, a big dinner, 20% of the people will eat 80% of the food. Okay? And I'm looking at the 80% right now. Okay? And, and, so, and so, but you go figure it out. It, it's just true. It's true throughout life. I was talking to a guy one time. He, he happened to be a realtor. And, and I said, and he had never heard this. I said, think about it for just a second. Think about your employees. I'll bet you 20% of them give you the, the best return of the time and productivity. And you thought, he says, you're absolutely right. And, and you'll find it true all the way through life. But what happens is many people will fritter away so much time, they'll waste it or they'll spend it on stuff that really doesn't matter. And what happens is they get about a 20% return on the investment of the time that they spent all their time on those things. And, and so that's why priorities are important. And so the question I want to ask you today is, how then do I regain this time? How do I regain control of this gift that God has given to me today? The time that he's given to me today. Let me give you three pieces of advice. Here's number one. Take back today. Take back today. Because if you don't plan your priorities, then somebody else will plan them for you. How many of you discovered that people have nothing to do, always want to do it with you? <laughs> I, I, I've, just, I've discovered that. You've got nothing to do. You've got absolutely nothing to do, and you want to spend all of your time with me. I, I don't have time for that. And so I've got to, I've got to, got to plan that. I've got to figure that out. So take back today. Ask yourself three questions. I would encourage you from time to time to ask yourself three questions as you go through life. You don't have to necessarily do this every day, but I would encourage you to do it often is to figure out, here's the first one, what's required of me? And this is what you have to do. There's a reason I never became an artist. I didn't, and I didn't devote a whole lot of time to it or a person who sketches. Okay, figure out what's required of me. This is what I have to do. You, you have to do this, okay? What's required of me as a pastor? What's required of me as a husband? What's required of me as a, as a, as a father, as a grandfather? Figure out what's required of me, things I really have to do. Uh, as a, and not in a bad sense, but I have to do them. Or I won't live up to my responsibilities. What's required... The second one is what gives me the greatest return. And this is what I should do. What gives me the greatest return on the investment of my time? And this is where a lot of people waste their days. What, what should you be doing? What's going to, that, it goes back to the Pareto principle. Figure out, again, what do you value? Do you value your faith and have you prioritized that? Do you value your family and have you prioritized that? to where you're doing what you should do so that you get the greatest return for the investment of your time with God, with your family, with your husband, with your wife, with your grandchildren. What's required? What gives me the greatest return? And the last one is what gives me the greatest reward? And this is what I want to do. 
That's what I want to do. When I moved here to start Abundant Life Church, the association director uh, and the board that hired us said, we envision a church of 1,000 people. And I said, well, that's great. That's, that's fantastic. Bear in mind, there was zero at the time. And so that's a long way to go. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of time. And it means prioritizing things. And I said, well, that sounds really good, but I won't do it at the expense of my family and my, my two boys who were nine and five at the time because I wanted to back in 1989. I wanted to spend a lot of time with my sons at their ball games because I didn't want to miss the reward of that. I wanted to spend time with my wife and not all the church people as much as I love church people. Because I wanted to spend time with my wife, okay? That was important. The good thing is, once you figure out what's required, then you have to do it. And then once you figure out what you get the greatest return on and you do those, eventually you get to the place where you can reap the reward of that. And what's really cool is if all three of them work together, if you're able to do what's required and you get the greatest return and you get the greatest reward, it's like being a pastor. It's like when people, people get to do what they really love doing and people will look at you and say, I don't know, if, is he playing or working? You know? And that, that's when you know you're, you're in your sweet, sweet spot when you can figure that out. The problem is a lot of people, they want to jump to this and they don't want to do this. And that's not a good idea, okay? And, and another problem is when, when you do what's required and what gives you the greatest return, you're going to be highly productive. But if you don't do what you gain reward from, you're not going to be happy, not going to be joyful. And so you've got to kind of figure those things out. That's what I encourage you to do, again, with this gift of time that God has given to us so that we can make it a masterpiece. And so ask yourself those three questions on a regular basis. And then here's the third one. Just stay in your strength zone. Stay in your strength zone. How do you, how do you take back today? How do you make the most of every day? Stay in your strength zone. Don't do stuff that you're not good at doing. You notice around here, they don't, you don't see me, you know, running the sound system, and you don't see me leading worship, and, and you don't see me, you know, counseling a bunch of people because I'm not good at that. Okay, my counseling style is not that good. <laughs> okay, my kind of just just stop doing what you're doing and start doing this. That's it, you know. And uh, and most people don't listen anyway. It's like it's a waste of time. <laughs> okay, and so that's why you don't see me doing a whole bunch of counseling. But you know, I devote my time to to other things that I think will give me the greatest return for for the investment of my time. And so so you know you know stay you know get out of your comfort zone, which is where a lot of us stay. And, and step out into, uh, but, but stay in your strength zone. Keep doing what you, what you do well. How do you manage this discipline? Every week I'm, I'm talking to you about how do you manage this discipline of priorities? Because it's hard to manage. I think probably everybody in here would agree it's hard to figure out and to manage what really matters in life. That's why people... Day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out, say, you know, I just wish things would change. As opposed to living life by default, choose to live life by design. And that happens when you manage the priorities. How do I do that? Here's number one. I must evaluate my priorities daily, every single day. 
Every single day, you need to manage your priorities. Why? Because seasons of life change. Situations change. I love the story I heard of the guy who went to a football game. He scored tickets to the Super Bowl game. And he was up in the nosebleed section of the, of the stadium. And as the game started, he noticed down on the 50-yard line, there was a guy sitting by himself, and there was a seat empty next to him. And so he wheezed his way down to this guy, and he says, hey, uh, do you know who these seats belong to? And the guy said, yeah, they, they belong to, to me and my wife. They're, they're ours. Uh, we've been married 50 years, but, but she just died. And, um, and, and um, he says, wow, well, yeah, I'm so sad to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, you don't have anybody else that, that can sit with you at the game? He says, yeah, probably do, uh, but they're all at the funeral right now. How many of you would agree that, that priorities can sometimes change from, from day to, to day, okay, all right? Horrible joke, but people so far have liked it. Okay. And so Psalm 90, this is the verse we began with when we started this series. <laughs> Teach us, let's read this together, everybody, okay, at the campuses too. Teach us how short our lives really are so that we may be wise. Teach us how short they are. Here's the second thing. I must plan my time carefully. I need to plan my time carefully. Again, to go back to Ephesians 5, 15 and 16, listen to this verse again. So then, be very careful. Be very careful how you live. Don't live like foolish people, but as wise people. Make the most of your opportunities. Today's an opportunity that God's given to you. Make the most of it. Make the most of, of this thing called today. And then here's number three. I must follow my plan. And that takes us back to lacking focus and, and getting distracted. More than anything else, I can determine what your priorities are by your actions. If you want to know what really matters to me, all you have to do is watch me. Just follow me around for 24 hours, 48 hours, you know, and, and, and you'll figure out what really matters to me, what's priority to me. If I want to know what really matters to you, all I have to do is watch you for a few days, and I'll know what matters because more than anything else, your actions determine what your priorities are, and your priorities show me what you value. And, and that's so important when it comes to living every day in such a way that we make it a masterpiece. Now, needless to say, the number one priority is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has to be priority number one. Uh, above all else, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Savior. Jesus Christ is the one who gives meaning and purpose to life. And the reality is you can figure out a lot of stuff, but if you leave Jesus out, then you've missed the point and you've missed the purpose. And so my prayer for you today as we talk about making every day a masterpiece, Jesus Christ has to be front and center, has to be on the throne, has to be the Lord of your life. And so I'm going to ask if you'd bow your head and close your eyes. And as we close out today, maybe you're here as one or at our campuses today and, and you've never invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life, the Savior of your life, and you've chosen to follow him. A lot of you have done that, but you would agree that Somewhere along the line, you've kind of taken the position of Lord. 
and, and kind of pushed him off in the shadows. And maybe today would be the day to say, no, everything I do is going to, is going to be focused around Jesus Christ and, and how does this honor him? How can I live every day, whatever I do, in such a way that it brings honor to the name of Jesus Christ? And so if your desire today is to respond to Christ for the first time or to recommit to following Jesus, would you repeat after me this prayer? Father, I thank you for today. And I realize this is a gift you've given to me. But that gift is made valuable through Jesus because he gives me meaning and purpose. Today I choose to follow him. I choose to recommit to following Jesus. And I want to live every day for him and for his purposes. I pray this in his name. Amen.